0: This is KLBPLP Long Beach 99.1 FM broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Ardivani. Hey, hey, let's enter into the Joy Zone with these Indie Creators.
1: Follow, follow the sun In which way the wind blows When this day is done Breathe, breathe in the air Set your intentions Dream Tomorrow's
0: a new day. Hey, hey, let's enter into the joy zone with these indie
1: creators. A brand new moon, a brand new
2: sun. Hello. Yeah, that's Suzanne Toro like chiming in. Hello. I'm over here.
1: Yeah, you're in your own little world.
2: Live! We're here to bring the best of life to you. Through other people's experiences, we're learning. Uh, about how they elevate their joys? Well, it's the amount of benefit, the amount of good energy that you get out of an experience. So that could be the amount of energy that you get out of a restaurant, the amount of energy that you get out of a movie, the uh, amount of energy you get out of a family situation, a partner situation. And it's just a cognizant ability to walk into a space and value a very subtle quality that us humans embody. And then far too often we forget to enjoy or have joy. And I'm here with the lovely Suzanne Toro. and uh, Suzanne, how have you been bringing uh, how, how have you been elevating your joy: Girl, Hi, girl. Girlfriend. girlfriend? <laughs> how have you been elevating your joy?: Because that's important, right? You're I feeling mean, I, the, your more, the more we get the ethnic
1: more roots there. <laughs> the more we get
2: into it, the, the more we realize mm-hmm. that this is a very important thing to embody and to remember, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, how I f- feel into my joy, as I mentioned before, I try to every morning check into my mind, my physical body, my oh, heart. Oh, you're just
2: rushing all through that. Like, how do you do it? Like, I, what do you do? What, what's the, what, is it, what, what does that morning look like?
1: Oh, I observe my mind to see, you know, how the state of it. Is it quiet? Is it calm? Is it ready to she enter observed, the day? She
2: observes her mind. <laughs> As if she's like a different person inside the head.
1: Yeah, just observe it. Being an observer of yourself is very helpful. We can see how we are in relationship to our environment versus taking on the whole activity of whatever's going on in the brain. Yeah, some of those
2: practices just simply call it self-observation, right?
1: Right, but checking into the mind. A lot of people don't know what's going on in their mind. They're held hostage to their thoughts. Why
2: Why is that?
1: Why is that? Um, we have about sixty thousand thoughts per day, uh, and a lot of them are very repetitive. A lot of them are a degradation to your physical system and to others. So the meditative act
2: wow. is
1: a way to clear those mind, those thoughts out of your mind. What if
2: you think you are your thoughts? What if you? What, a lot of people think that they are the thing that is thinking.
1: Well, then how, how are
2: you distinguishing between you and the thing that thinks?
1: Uh, really, the mind should be empty and not thinking so that's the optimal state of being if you catch yourself thinking then there's a couple practices that you can do to bring yourself into present moment awareness with a clear mind so optimally you're not thinking the mind is not intended to be a thought box it's intended to do functions so when we create a neural transmission that are negative feeding emotions created or beliefs or thoughts they create entropy on the system what?
2: is she talking about (laughs) what is she talking about what is she talking about that was like
1: so simply put you check in with your your mind in the morning yeah but
2: what if you think you're your mind
1: well that that's a first having that state of awareness where you start to realize like wow i think i'm all these thoughts that's a huge accomplishment to realize that you're having that awareness then it's a process of starting to unpack that and get your mind clear.
2: You know how you don't know attribute this to women just have a bigger vocabulary than men because, well, like, actually, the,
1: a- the female brain is actually designed to process more syntax than the male brain.
2: That's amazing. We're
1: designed differently, so that's why women to male speech does not always work. Allegedly,
2: female brains are three percent smaller than males. It,
1: potentially, we're smaller species. <laughs> it does. It has nothing to do with the function. Look at how your phone works. Like it's this little teeny device. It works great. Does, the size does not matter. In this size stage. doesn't
2: matter, huh? <laughs> size, ladies, does size matter? <laughs> I, I I I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell you. But uh, so. so I think what you, I think what she was trying to say is that by observing one of the ways, simple ways that, you know, so many different practicing Buddhists and Zen people sort of agree on and align themselves with is to observe the body functioning. And that can mean simply observing breath, it could mean observing the food that you eat as you digest and chew and be conscientious of these things that you realize that you're in a body that's functioning and to realize the thing that thinks is not part of that present moment awareness the thing that thinks actually can obstruct your experience of the space that you're in and from that place uh, the brain begins to align I saw a study on God, of all things I saw a stupid infomercial (laughs) That was measuring the uh, where the blood was in the brain. So through uh, the Zen people would call it relative mind. Uh, uh, some other philosophies might call it the formatory apparatus. But when the rational mind is functioning, the brain is divided into four quadrants. Right. But when an individual uh, becomes present or within the space, existing in the space that they're in, cognizant, not having not having too many thoughts, or not having thoughts, but having an experience, there's a a unifying energetic force that happens and all those four quadrants come together and function as one. Hmm. And it was an amazing amazing thing to see. Uh, It was like, well, finally science gets the evidence that the ancients have known for eons and eons. It's like, duh, they've been practicing that and telling us that for thousands and thousands of years. But now there's a way to actually watch the brain Send uh, energy around it to uh, confirm what the ancients already knew. Is that sort of what you're saying? No.
1: Um, well, I think it's great that science can do that, but you're, you know, sometimes it's like superfoods or analysis paralysis or t- thinking too much about science and the in- intellect gets in the way. So a meditative repose doesn't require any thought or intellectualization of how your brain is functioning. It's always communicating. Like they used to say, you have a left brain, right brain, you're more creative, you're not using your your linear side of you, but that's all kind of BS because the brain is always communicating back and forth. Your entire body's always communicating back, but you can bring yourself into higher states of being and functionality, just like putting super fuel into your car that runs with the engine better than not. So certain things that we can do in our life, like food, nutrition, exercise, all those things will help our machine, this physical body, run better and give us a better sense of what we're experiencing. So when the mind, if you check in in the morning, your mind's really busy, that's an indicator that maybe it'd be good to do a good sit, a meditation, to clear that mind out so you're really clear as to where you put your energy during the day.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent a little time in a Zen mountain monastery in upstate New York in my early Mm -hmm. 20s. Uh, My uh, karate sado teacher would bring us, bring a whole group of us there. Maybe you have a stick? well, I tell you what, there was there was Buddhists there in that monastery with a stick, and if you wanted to relieve tension in your body as you sat there in an hour and a half meditation, you'd go like this, you go like that you go like this, and then you'd bow. And the, the Buddhist monk would come around with a big cane and and she, in this case was a she with a bald <laughs> head, just unload on your back. Yeah. And she'd hit you right in the right spot to release the tension in the body. Yep. But That being said, there was also a fundamental lesson that they were trying to get through to us, Uh, what they would call us millennials back then, as I was 23 years old, was when you have the thoughts, watch them like a cloud. And they would continually repeat that. And I've seen that in many, many other pieces of literature where they would say, observe your thoughts as if they were a cloud and let them float. And let them pass. Don't react to them. Don't respond yeah. to them. Just watch them. Is that sort of the self observation that you're sort of? You're, yeah, that you're I always tell my about?
1: my meditation students to imagine their thoughts as a three year old child. It comes in stage left. It wants your attention. You nearly see it, but you don't engage because a toddler. If you don't engage, they tend to like go find someone else to enge- try to get their attention, and then it exits stage right.
2: So got, I said, and we're also looking at a beautiful analogy like the the mind the big mind it was like the sky yeah the sky and the, the clouds are like your thoughts right and so to uh, between the clouds that's where we get to see the big mind and all that wisdom that comes along with it which okay. is typically uh, a joyful state a, a, a place that we would typically call peace peace of mind yeah that... The big mind was peace of mind
1: Well, the big mind, but also your internal being that is innately in harmony and peaceful. And so when you go into those expanses of space where it's really the void, where there's no perception of time or space.
2: When you go into those expanses of space where they're perceptually the void of time. You are listening to
0: the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org this is your hosts Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani.
2: <laughs> if you were shooting me with a bullet time
1: you'd be missing is, me like five feet time is just a construct so when you're talking about the sky it's, that's a similar metaphor is big for mind sort of void.
2: a way to transcend this chronos time that people are kind of wrapped up in
1: well I, I, big mind to me suggests something external for me the meditative state is going to something very microcosm internal out into the expanse of everything you know there's a, a Hindu uh Mantra called Aham Barasmi. I am the universe. I am everything.
2: Aham Brahmasmi.
1: Aham Barasmi. So when you Barasmi. Barasmi. Barasmi.
2: Barasmi. Barasmi, barasmi now.
1: <laughs> it's just letting you know that you are the universe.
2: You are the universe. Barasmi, yeah. man. Barasmi baby. Barasmi.
1: But when you, you understand that you're all things and every and nothing. At How does the same whole time? mantra go? Aham barasmi.
2: That's it? You yeah. just repeat aham Brahmasmi. Yeah. Uh,
1: and sometimes I you'll have universe. Aham Barasmi Namaha. Do, do they sing it? Yeah, you can sing it.
2: Aham Barasmi, barasmi Namaha. Aham
1: Barasmi Namaha.
2: How does that go? What's the lyric?
1: There's no lyric. What's the song? <laughs>
2: What's the rhythm beneath that song?
1: <laughs> there, it's just tonal sounds. It's best. We should have
2: Saul David Ray in here. Yeah, I show. invited
1: him. When he comes back, we're going to get him He's in a, here. He, he got he a new would, album. He would
2: show us how to do it.
1: Yeah, you know, but mantras, tonal sounds working with the energy fields of our body. Um you know it's not an entertainment piece. and by the way
2: Saul, Saul david ray is a is like a world-renowned yoga teacher and he's the salt of the earth he is a beautiful man and this guy can open your heart you go to one of his classes you'll never be the same in the best of ways you find that guy if he's a he's uh out of ojai now but we used to have him down here in venice at our disposal on yeah. a daily basis
1: yeah he's all around he's having some great retreats in bali this year um, was just out at Joshua Tree for Bhakti Fest, so a lot of good stuff,
2: yeah. So he's saying, but but he would know the hum. hum.
1: Well, but you have to understand, uh, those philosophy. are you know, in a monastic thing, there's no like sensationalism. You know, Saul's classes are beautiful and there's a harmony, harmonization that's put into them, but true tonal mantra, even Tibetan monks are very good at levitating objects, moving the earth's energy, it's not like a, something that's. Uh, composition. You're working with actual physical energies as they relate to an object or the earth so it's not so um, like a quartet.
2: A quartet. I love, but I love quartet. And in his in his <laughs> classes, it was a quartet of not only sound but movement uh, and asana. It was a re- re- uh, really beautiful. So why is all this important? Why are we talking about this?
1: Why are we talking about this? Well, I think we're talking about this because we want to improve a state of joy. So we kind of got hung up on the mind.
2: No, there's no hang up there. Um, the, the, the key, the key to this mm-hmm. enjoyment or this uh, inner radiance. Uh, out to the outer world, or receiving from the outer world its radiance. Like, like yoga is one way. That uh, if you find a great teacher, and it all depends on the teacher. And quite honestly, just like there's not many great of anything. When you find something great, and it helps you heal, and it helps you gain perspective, and it helps you find your balance. That's that. Those things are elevating your joy in a, in a very, very big way. But it seems like the you know when you're in a very pure environment like that it's easy to receive from it but a lot of times we give the thing that we're receiving from too much credit because we all have that ability within ourselves to radiate from within out just absolutely. that's what we're receiving from re- without in yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah yeah so so those are the things that we're trying to look that's those are the things we're trying to find right just just Wait, hang right, left hang, for right there. hang right there <laughs> nah, I didn't mean, sir, sir, <laughs> sir. I, I was watching your this fights. This is live. Today, buddy. This is live. Hey, we, how, we're all about joking. How, how, so we have we have Malcolm McAllister next. Yes. Hey guys, that was this, the, that was that that was a wonderful that was that wonderful guy that you just saw in that promo coming in. <laughs> This guy this guy is an athlete. This guy has got abs like nobody. <laughs> I mean, you go back, you watch that promo, this guy is ripped to shreds. I had the chance to visit with him the other day, and this guy is for real. I went on YouTube and watched some of his fights. This guy has got the well, heaviest Well, he's a Golden
1: Glove glove, not glove. Not not, globe.
2: No, no, he's a professional boxer. Forget Golden Glove. That's for kids. Okay, sorry. Kids, well, I was kids. impressed. <laughs> so so we, we got him. So let, let, let's bring... He's a pro now. Let's bring Malcolm McAllister Yay! into the studio. Malcolm McAllister. Here we have Malcolm McAllister, 5'9, 162 pounds. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. Malcolm McAllister, ladies and gentlemen, in the house. Dude, and, dude. And
1: your, your friend that's photographing, feel free yeah, to like, come, come in. on in you and are, be where you want to be. You can we're actually. We're all good with
2: that. We're good with that. <laughs> you, you can you can sit there. You can you can sit over here if you don't want to be seen. Now you're now you're on camera, my brother. What's your name? My friend. I love fighters. You know, we all love fighters. Cause you're like a living analogy for what we're all going through on one level or another. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I mean it's and uh, watching you work out, watching you mentoring these kids, watching these kids look up to you, watching you be uh, such a gentleman, and uh, watching the like the look in their eyes as they watch you. You know, that that seems like uh, it's a funny, it's a funny, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a paradox. It's a funny paradox because you are known as Malcolm the Punisher. Yeah, I want to know about yes. this. McAllister. <laughs> the Punisher McAllister. Some of us thrive and, yeah, out but, the punishment. But, but the irony is, <laughs> the, here's the paradox. The man has got a, I mean, I saw a huge hearted man uh, being in tune with his community in his element. And that was hardly the concept or the image of a punisher. That was a that was a that was a, an indication of a mentor, a leader, um, somebody who cares about his community, somebody who's dedicated to this hard job of getting into a ring and facing down a man, seeing who's more prepared. I mean, that that was that was really beautiful.
3: Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that.
2: So where where did your journey start as this, uh, as this boxer, as this fighter? Were you a fighter or were you a boxer first?
3: I was a fighter first. Look, I'm a fighter. I can't even say boxer no more. You know what I'm saying? Because life, life ain't no joke at all. Ain't nothing boxing about it. Ain't nothing about life in a box. You know what I'm saying?
0: You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Ardivani.
3: That's the only box you put yourself in. Well, the, <laughs> that's a,
2: that's some serious wisdom right now, yeah, just coming out. And it. It, it seems like that you've somehow you've uh, awoken in your craft.
3: Yes, man. In the middle of a fight, too, got knocked right upside my head. <laughs> Tell us about that. And that's fight. what woke me up. Tell us about that fight. What fight was it? Was it, was it like the, a uh, amateur fight or no, something? No, no, this was a professional fight. Oh, jeez. You know, uh, me, I'm a real, like, hard head dude. So, no matter what, if it's in my mind to fight, I'm going to fight. With that being said, you know, a lot of things happen during training camp. You get hurt, or you might have a freak's accident. Like, you might take a bullet to the back or something. You know oh, what I'm man. saying? Yeah, something, something like that might happen. So, that didn't happen to, to you, fights. did it? It did. Ugh. We're going to these <laughs> fights with all type of injuries and stuff. I just don't care. I just go fight. And tell that tell us about something... that fight that
2: you woke up. Who were you fighting?
3: Uh, Alejandro Torres. I was fighting that dude. Alejandro oh, no. Torres. Yeah, <laughs> it,
2: he's, the, he's the guy that caught you with the overhead right.
3: Man, that was a the no. Biggest, it was a left. It was, it was a left, left hook. Yeah. Left hook. So earlier, look earlier in the fight, he's catching me with this punch, right? I was walking through it easily. I'm like, yeah, okay, this guy can't really punch. Yeah. I'm first <laughs> first round, he hit you yeah. twice with it. He did, and it was. I just walked through it because he couldn't punch. So, I was like, you know what, man, I'm just about to go ahead and get this dude every bit of these hands, every round. And I did that as best as I could with all the. <laughs> you were hurting him I with had. those body shots. Yeah, man. Yeah, he was really, really. I, I had a hard time getting down to his body due to. Okay, so in order to get over these injuries I had for this fight, before the fight, my lack of knowledge going into the ring, I decided to take a 45 minute ice bath. So, I gave myself frostbite from the waist down what yeah man look because like of
2: lebron getting in those darn freezing baths y'all are like thinking if i go freeze to death i'm gonna have some advantage is that what's going on
3: absolutely
2: <laughs>
3: i was like you know what no nah, no nah, i knew better james i knew better
2: your stuff don't work for everybody not everybody has two scientists watching you oh a-
3: uh, man that part right there like you said two scientists right to watch a human body right the greatest creation on this planet they they monitor him, right? So, me just being hard hit, I just like, you know what I man, This is what I'm going to do. I know I'm hurt. In order to make it to this fight, let me just freeze these injuries, man. So, you know, we got all the ice we could out of the uh, hotel floor. Put it in the tub. <laughs> this is before the Torres fight. Yeah, this is the night before the fight. <laughs> I knew oh no. I was messed up. Oh I'm no. going to this fight. I'm like, man, but. I'm freezing. <laughs> you know, we, we fight, though. My job is to fight. You know, we're going to fight to the. Like, I understand. This is just boxing, right? But you asked me in the beginning of the interview, was I a boxer or was I my fighter? I fight. I grew up fighting. I didn't grow up boxing. I grew up in the neighborhood. We fought. And if you're a on that ground, you better hope he was fighting a gentleman. <laughs> so
2: uh with that said, yeah
3: man you know you going into this fight i have a different mentality than most guys at this point in time in my life well, you are talking about torres, torres now yeah. so, so you
2: got torres so you're in the, you're in there torres he catches you with a couple of left hooks because your right's down i was mm-hmm. yelling at you when i was watching the fight get your ri- get yeah. your rip you no know, i'm gonna do the i'm gonna do that yeah. shoulder thing right
3: that's all i had was the shoulder i was like you know what my right was so messed up i can't really block so i my shoulder. That's yeah. what it was. It was like that for years. I just didn't care. I just yeah. said, you know what? I can pull it. I hit hard <laughs> enough. I'm mad enough. Why not? I realized during this sport that. During that fight. Doing, yeah, during that fight. The middle of the fight, I realized, especially uh, before the, before I got caught with that punch, there was something I did before the last round. I was frustrated.
2: I heard you yell I almost You had. yelled Yeah I well, was you really, gave that, really frustrated You gave him that body shot You gave him an uppercut to yeah. the body And I heard you yell
3: Yeah And I was frustrated Because the bell rung And I knew I took too long So I was really I was really really frustrated With myself Right right That, that makes so sense So I'm pissed off now man I'm screaming Out my top of my lungs The F word I go back to the corner I don't even remember What the hell they said I'm mad He's been here too long. He about to mess up my little knockout streak. You know what I'm saying? I worked hard for this. I've been doing You had nine.
2: You were undefeated into nine. What was, that, uh, what was that, last year?
3: I think it was eight Eight fight. Eight or nine. I know after the Torres fight, I was like 9-0 and oh or something. Right. You know, eight knockouts. Eight I knockouts. don't consider a fight a win unless somebody go to bed. Oh, shit. Because that's how they ended <laughs> in the neighborhood. Somebody going to bed. Right. That's how you know decision. Okay, cool, whatever. Like the last little, that's cool. Okay, yeah, he got boxing, Now great. Why? Okay, cool. Did anybody get knocked out? No.
2: <laughs> what, what, so, where's, where where's the wake up call?
3: The wake up call was in the middle of that fight. I come out of that corner. I'm pissed off. This that's dude, a, that's <laughs> the fifth round, right? It was a sixth rounder. So yeah,
2: but you're coming out. You were coming out. You got mad because you came out of the fifth round frustrated, right?
3: I came out the last round. This the last round. I'm mad. Oh, I yeah. hurt him in the fifth round. Yeah, right. I hit him with that body shot in the fifth. Right. I go back to the. I walk back to the corner cussing. <laughs> I come out the corner, furious. I'm on fire. I don't care what's wrong with my body. I'm about to knock this dude out, and I know everybody. Like, you can hear his corner yelling, "Put that!" You know, yelling and push because they know I'll, I'll push until I fall out. Literally, yeah. you guys seen that? Yep. So um, I'm pushing. I'm pushing. I'm so angry, right? I'm tail. I'm like, "Ooh, I'm about to get this dude." Body head. Let's go. Body head. I hear the loud sound. I got his. No. <laughs> I feel my legs buckling. You like, oh. got you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hold on. Play boy. No. player. This ain't right. So I stopped myself from falling. I saw that. And right there, when I stopped myself from falling, everything stopped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Sh- explain that. And like, I'm going to tell you, like I just said, everything stopped. I'm talking about time itself. Self, yeah. Wow. And I'm sitting here. That like, hmm, moment. This is interesting. Mm, never been here before. What's, what's going on? And I hear this voice go, Malcolm. You still in this fight? Because the first thing I thought when that dude hit me upside my head like that I was like, ooh, sh- if I lose this fight, they're going to shelf me. Yeah. I can't I can't lose. Wow. I got I got a little boy on the way. I got a little mouth to feed. I can't lose this fight. That was the first thing that crossed my mind when I found myself in this place of time being stopped. And I'm thinking like, dang, what is that being here? Before this is really- While you're still trying to While hold I'm on. While still holding on. Right. Everything stopped, man. And I hear this voice going, Malcolm, you still in this fight. I'm like, <laughs> I kind of smile. I'm like, okay, man, what I got to do? I don't know who's talking to me, but she... what I got to do to win? You can humble yourself and win, or you can harden your heart and fall. And I was like, damn.
0: You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This
3: is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Well, interesting. What do I got to do to be humble? And I made up my mind that I said, okay, I'm going to make the choice to be humble, but what do I got to do? And it was something I never did in my life. Run. <laughs> 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 so I come back, man. I look at this dude. and All of a sudden, he's the strongest on the planet. I knew I had to grab him, and I know I'm hurt. And as a fighter... This is what we do know. When you get hit, your body is going to tell you all type of crazy stuff, right? But it's all about the mind. It's mental. I understand that this foundation I stand on is flat and it's not moving, okay? It's not spinning. There's north, there's west, there's east, there's south. I know the directions that I have to go to get away from this man. And the angle's to cut. Whether I'm dizzy or not, I know where to go. I just got to kind of figure out where to put my feet.
2: Just so you know, we're falling around this universe at a half a million miles an hour the, ro- the earth is rotating at 3600 miles an hour so, hey, hey. so we're all moving
3: we talking about in the fight <laughs> we in this fight brother you know what i'm saying you can't don't leave don't leave don't, in the fight like, trust me when you hear
2: this bell then uh-huh. i'm about ready to pick up this bell because you're so, i'm inspiring you just
3: keep going. thank you thank you uh so you're humble you're you chasing, up, and
1: you're So running. you ran a, and grabbed him.
3: Yeah, I ran and grabbed this dude, and he wrestles me down to the ground, kind of, right? And I fall, and then I got a picture of this, too. I'm looking at him, like, <laughs> 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 and that's the how I was looking at him, like, and I was like, okay, he did. And then I hear the referee counting, and I'm thinking, like, okay, yeah, bruh. You were just in the twilight zone, and you back. Get it together. Honor your word and run. So I said, okay, I'm going to run, but I'm going to run long enough till I can get it together so I can sock this dude in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I got it together. I understood I had two minutes to go. He actually hit me so hard on my right side, it fractured my over bone on my left side. Wow. wow. Yeah. Dude. And where that punch came from, I'm not going to lie, it had to be God himself. Because. Well, some,
2: something shook loose, huh?
3: I've, I've never been hit on one side of my body and had damage done on the other side. It was unreal to me, cause mm-hmm. when he hit me, when I came back, and after the eight count, we all know, cause okay, fighters, you get up at eight. You at when once eight comes, you pop up whether you're ready or not. If you wait till nine, they're gonna call the fight. You get up at eight. That's what you fighters is listening to. this. You all know. I got up at eight. I said, I hope this dude don't ask me how many fingers he holding up. <laughs> <laughs> he wow. asked me, what color shirt am I wearing? This is perfect, blue. Y'all both got <laughs> the same. <laughs> there he goes. I know, I heard him say that. Yeah, come to me. I'm like, we just walk straight, Malcolm. <laughs> so I walked straight to him. You take a like, sobriety uh, test. Yeah, man, it was a straight up sobriety test. So I clearly had been drinking, and uh, I come back and we're, he's he's on me now. And he's throwing everything at me, everything he possibly can, because he's like, I got. He knows. He, he thought he had me, and I'm sitting here moving. I'm seeing him coming. I'm stumbling. I'm grabbing him. I'm like, damn. I can feel this energy on him, and it was amazing. I beat this man literally for five rounds. For five, I'm gonna give five him five rounds and a, rounds in a uh, one minute. So, five rounds of an extra minute. I kicked this out. He was spitting up blood in the corner, and he all wanted of a to sudden, quit. he, yeah, he, he was ready to quit, and I could see it. And I was like, wow, man, this dude went through all that. He landed that one punch, and it gave him all this energy. All of a sudden, he. He has the will to win now. So I said, that's life. I couldn't do nothing but after that fight but raise that man's hand because after the beating I put on him, because I know what these knuckles do. <laughs> you know, I'll be hitting trees at the park sometimes. I just, I I, I I, think about fighting all day. You know, when I when I balled it up and put it on somebody, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm going to try to break a bone here, maybe <laughs> pop a organ. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to do. But... I have to recognize this man took all that punishment for $3,000 just for the simple fact that he almost won. It gave him so much joy and had I'm messed up after the fight because I'm like, I ain't not out. I am mad. I'm furious. I know I hurt somebody talking to me when you hit me upside the head. It's a lot going on. It's a lot to process after the fight. But what was brought to me after that fight was this inner peace of, okay, I don't have to worry about knocking me out right now shit <laughs> i know i gotta heal my eye messed up i ended up getting put on the shelf because i needed to heal so i was like man i need to heal okay i got time to really reflect on my life after that fight i was disabled at the frostbite this arm had a nerve out of place from the round that was you know uh this arm had been hyper extended my right arm had been bent back this way and in the ice bath so i got all these injuries i'm sitting at home with now and i'm like man i can't even do what I want to do which is go to the gym and that's how I dealt with my anger mm. so now I'm trapped in this house and I'm mad as I can't even do push ups because my arms aren't working, my legs are frozen, I'm literally a vegetable mm. and I'm sitting here like I did all this to myself, my brother was working my mom, she then my, my brother and mom are paying the bills and I'm like I'm a grown man, I'm disabled and I'm sitting here watching my family take care of it, it pissed me off, <laughs> every day I woke up I was pissed huh? I was like but guess what? That anger was breaking me down. Not that I know it broke me down more than any fight ever did. Mm. It added to those injuries. It added to my sense of peace and all that. It, it took from me more than anything. So I said, dang, I need to be happy. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Had to
2: have the, so you had a couple of things to deal with. Mm-hmm. You, had to, you had to discern the voice.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You had to discern, discern the punishment that you were giving yourself as you mm-hmm. as you were beating yourself up and then you had to rise back up so so what how did you change that attitude
3: man i didn't change it wow. well look i <laughs> did still? change it but i had to make the choice to do that so i i come across this man one day um uh, everything i learned growing up it was violent like uh let me see i was born nineteen ninety. So
2: You're an angry millennial. Yeah.
3: You know, everybody <laughs> knows ninety babies
2: are they angry children.
3: You know, the stuff that happened in the eighties. Yeah. With, you know, the drugs and all the things that went on in the communities, it was it was it was bad, man. It was real bad. So the children in my generation, they real messed up. Mm. And I understood that. Um, so I was like, you know what, man, I gotta do some with this anger because I understand the stuff that I learned when I was a child was not right. It wasn't right. And as I got older, I'm like, man, I really don't know what's going on. Tell Maybe us about some of that
2: stuff that wasn't right as a child. Um, General drugs.
3: Thing. We got man. I seen a lot of drug abuse, crack, alcohol abuse, uh, fighting. Man, the fight, the fights in the house was like, <laughs> it was like UFC times ten. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was a lot slams, of slams, chairs, <laughs> knives. All the above. It was real fight. How old
2: were you when this is happening?
3: I'm fresh out. the, I'm, I could have been like pff, two, three, fresh out. You <sighs> know what I'm saying? I'm fresh. Wow. And this is the first thing I'm, I'm seeing. But so well, you're talking. surviving in all that, yeah, though. Man. You're figuring out the rules of the game at that yeah, point. Yeah, early. So early. So I was like, wow. First thing I learned as a child, the first thing in the fight, you got to be aware of your surroundings. I would see adults getting into fights. One guy trips over another thing. Next thing you know, you got a guy jumping off of something, giving him the people's elbow. It was wild. So I was like, dang, you got to really be aware of what's going on around you, you know? And then you see all these demeanors people carry. They carry, they have different facial expressions, different attitudes. You got to watch that, too. So your survival instincts, they really, really kick in from a young age. You don't have to be taught. You don't have to be taught that. You don't have to be taught you're right from your left at that moment. When you really, really want to survive, you're going to learn immediately. You're going to adapt. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm adapting. I got to the point as a grown man, I'm adapting. And I said, I've seen all this violence, but it's in me. I've watched it over every day. I've watched it every day, you know? So I'm like, man, this feels right, but I know it's wrong. And one day I had this dude, uh, he come up to me, and I'm at the boxing gym, and he's all, he comes up, he's all stressed out. And at this time, I'm not going to lie, I've been living a little violent, you know what I'm saying? I get in a little slugfest here and there in the neighborhood. And he goes, man, God told me I'm supposed to help you. I'm like, I was like, why did I say that? Because all hell broke loose for a straight, like, yeah, did the story, all this type stuff, right? But I go back to him after this fight with all these injuries and soaking in this anger. I go to this man's house, and there's another man there. And uh, Injuries as a kid? No, no, I'm an adult. How many back.
2: years later now? man comes man. to you, says that, and then what I'm,
3: happens? Uh, I'm like my early 20s. Um, uh, I meet another man at his house because this guy he did like physical, like stretching and other right, stuff. Right, that. Right, right. So when he came to me, he thought that's how he was supposed to help me, with the stretching. And, and it worked great. It brought man, man, it worked so good. It was actually, I meet another guy and this guy, he's a uh, go to his house and he told me we're going to work out. So I'm like, cool, man, let's work out. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no condition to work. out. I got frostbite. My arms are messed up. I walk in the room. I see some other fighters. I'm like, cool, man. we about to get it in. And I sit down and I look and I see this guy sitting down and he got his whiteboard up and I don't see no ones and twos and punches and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, what's that? You say we go going. And I'll see some, some writings and it's like I asked him, is that Hebrew? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, oh, these moths got me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's
2: writing Hebrew on the board,
3: huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, I came to work out and these dudes, this dude going to
1: give you scripture yeah
3: and i'm sitting here like man how am i gonna get up out of this and i look around and i'm like malcolm your legs are frozen your arms don't work just sit down so i'm like you know what, man? so i sat down i looked at him and i started listening uh one of the first things he wrote on the board was shalom and i'm like all right what that mean he said peace behold behold be complete align yourself with the most high you don't want nothing
2: Peace align Peace. yourself with the most high. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we gotta do this. Yeah, <laughs> shalom, <laughs> <laughs> align yourself with the most high. Peace, Yeah. align yeah. yourself with the most high. Peace, that's yeah. beautiful. Keep going.
3: So, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, let me see it in the Hebrew. Then, what, do you, what, do you, what, what what was the whole point of the Hebrew if you don't write this word? And he goes, okay, this is what I'm gonna tell you. He said, the language, you know, the language we speak. It, it has a, a, a culture, right? You know, we got the English language, we got the hip-hop English has so many different cultures in it. You have so many different music and cultures, right? And, and a lot in, uh, in my community was rap and hip-hop, right? This is
0: KLBP Long Beach 99.1 FM, broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. Hey, hey! Let's enter into the joy zone with these indie creators.
2: At that time, it was violent. 90s. eighties,
3: eighties to right now. Yeah. That that music was pure violent, you know. So now it's still, you know, going on. I'm like, damn, Tupac started taking another direction. Yeah, That's he did. He, he absolutely huh? did. I'm sitting here like, damn, man, this really right. The language you you speak has characteristics and um, a culture behind it. Absolutely, and we all know how my ancestors got here you know so that naturally means that my culture and all that stuff that i would know naturally has been stripped away right so we have to adapt and learn a new culture and pick that up and it was the hebrew man i picked that hebrew up and it really gave me some peace Mm. i I just studied the language i kept it simple i kept it real simple man i said you know what he's right i read this language and guess what there's no curse words in it I'm like, what you can't even cuss. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Cause I got a potty mouth anyway that I need to be changed. So then I start learning certain words. Like it's gonna sound like a cuss word, but it ain't Shafak. Mm. Shafak. That's family. Family. Mm. And they turned Shafak and
2: Oh, ooh,
3: really? Yeah, you see oh. how they broke. Ooh, ooh I hit you with a one, didn't I Yeah wow. Yeah oh. Shafak. Yeah, oh, you see how you get, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm family. like, wow, yeah. So I started, wow. I started realizing little things here and there. I'm like, dang, this is, I'm really digging this language, man. And I had my son, and I didn't have a, I didn't have a, I had a father. I knew him. He wasn't the man that was supposed to raise me, obviously. So I grew up without him.
2: He was a mother family.
3: Yeah, and. uh
1: <laughs> 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 A mother shavak. <laughs> yeah. So, uh,
3: you know, when I had a son, I said, Ooh, we, I understood something. Then I didn't know what the f- I was doing. I didn't know how to be a man. Mm. I got this little boy, and I got to teach him how to be a man. I know how to talk to people. Um, I didn't give a f- about writing. I didn't know f- nothing else besides fighting. I said, Ooh, I got this little boy. I can't have him walking in the same shoes that I walked in.
2: But listen, listen, there's so much in, in, in that beautiful story and what you just shared, so, there's so much about what we're trying to do here in your story. I mean, could the man have hit it on the head anymore right. relative to how he took his negativity, found himself literally crawling off of the floor, hearing the voice of, I guess we know who that was, encouraging <laughs> you to stay on your feet. Mm-hmm. And how beautiful is that? When that voice comes through, and we know it's not that rational yapping voice that yeah. continually gets in the way of everything—that rational mind, that Absolutely. relative mind that has a tendency to rob us of our life experience—but he's getting the real voice, yeah, in a direct feed in the moment that he needs it the most.
1: Those are profound moments
2: to yes, have. Yes. I mean, and his his ability to recognize it—you could it, have you could have shut it down. You could have quit.
3: I could have, but you know what? I had this real, real. Messed up feeling that if I quit, things weren't gonna work out so well. So I was like, you know what, I man, we go ahead and not quit. Cause uh, <laughs> the feeling I get when I thought about quitting, I didn't like it at all—not even a little bit. No, so I was like, you know no, what, no, man, no, no, I, no.
2: I ain't gonna think about that. I'm gonna think about. Well, you didn't have to. You had the, you had the man talking directly to yeah. you. had a direct feed to the. Regardless of what happened after that fight,
3: hey, I had you, a cheat you, code to the Matrix. That's right. <laughs> you, you had, you had, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like you got a, you got a you went right through that time warp and got and had a direct and had a direct feed, mm. and. But yet, it was interesting. You had that direct feed. Yeah, man, so you but said was, time warp. Yeah, that's real crazy because that's exactly what it felt like.
1: <laughs> I've, I had I had that same experience. I, almost, I did a 360 on the 405, almost hit, during pouring rain, the embankment wall, and I was about to do the LA Marathon, and it just, everything became slow-mo. All the traffic was coming towards my car, and all mm. I could think is like, wow, I trained really hard, and I'm going to get into a really bad accident. Yeah. And then the car completely spun all the way around and stopped before i hit the wall all the cars stopped you know mm-hmm. and so in those moments it is surreal it's like everything stops into slow motion and then you're like whoa i was just given a hall pass Yeah,
2: yeah e- we exactly we don't we don't necessarily correlate the fighter or a boxer with having those epiphanies within the context of the the, the brutality that we're perceiving yeah. as an audience member even encouraging we don't we're not we're not understanding that the well, the the, the advantage one of the advantages that a, a fighter has is he he's more like the samurai. Yeah. He has that spiritual connection, and it's guiding him into the moment in order to, for him to survive under the most difficult of circumstances. And then uh, the alignment of another teacher coming in, sort of aligning himself with that voice yeah. that you had. The, you, you're definitely lining things up and starting to realize that there was. Another way to go about this that would be more enjoyable.
3: Absolutely.
2: That's that's and that's so. So on a scale of one to ten, before you got before you got the shot to the head, mm-hmm. how are you experiencing life relative to a scale? Of, uh, one, no, forget one to ten. One to a hundred. Uh, after you got popped and after you found your teacher, how are you sitting here now?
1: You're, what's your level of what, what's joy? You, and what, what's your relationship? State of being. What's your
2: relationship relative to before you got? Torres gave you that gift.
3: Let me say y'all Y'all see any shoes on my feet?
1: <laughs> nope.
3: I'm the happiest man on earth right now. I do whatever I want.
2: That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so and how did so, so 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 tell us so so from that teacher to where you're sitting here in this chair. What's the primary lesson? How are you keeping your head above water? Not forget head above water. You're more than you're more than head above water. You are living
3: absolutely so
2: how how do you how are you living so so we have an audience that's watching and we all have our struggles we all have our things not all of us are taking the rough road of jumping into a ring and taking punches to the body and uh trying to recover and heal from that and then get back into the ring and make a few another few more bucks but to the regular person out there we all don't have the gift of getting popped in the head as a matter of fact it's not even legal you can't even discipline your children. You can't <laughs> hey. even discipline your children. But the, the point is, is you took a shot. You took a shot that woke you up. Yeah. And so this sport, given where you, I guess Long Beach, I haven't been here that long. But, and I've heard it's got a, it's got its own reputation. I haven't seen the dark side of it. But I guess as you were growing up in Long Beach, there was a lot more going on possibly than there is right now. Oh yes. Yeah, it's gotten better then, yeah. yeah it's, got,
3: it's gotten better in some areas and worse in some, but to me, I think overall it's a little bit better, yeah.
2: So you're so so that transition into how are you, how are you doing it because our audience we want to know well, in, we want to uh, learn from we want to we want to learn how you how you're keeping your head above so,
1: well not above he just live in the dream like you're living your dream and yeah, the one thing that's right. that stuck out he's, to me
2: he's above malcolm above.
1: in your i saw one of your videos that you Said that you do, you box mm-hmm. to get out what you need to so you don't take it out other places. Mm-hmm. Because part of the things you're touching on is that you have a son and a responsibility to raise him to be a man. You want to, you don't want to raise him the same way you were raised. And I think culturally, it doesn't matter where you're from we don't welcome men to come into their masculinity in the sense to welcome them to fight welcome to them to express anger in a way that's healthy
3: Yeah.
0: because when
1: I watch a boxing mag- I mean you've introduced me to like MMA different things and I really <laughs> watch it from kind of like a just observation like wow those people are in their zone yeah. like this is not about me against you it's like how can I be the best in this moment and then they hug at the mm-hmm. end you know mm-hmm. so if you can share a little bit of how important that's been for you to be in your game in the ring and then also how much that's been a catalyst for you to express anger in a place that's safe versus out on the street or you know to your fellow human for maybe a reason or no reason at all
2: Mm-hmm. Where is it? Anger is maybe the man has nothing to do with anger at this point. Maybe it's just all sport.
1: This is KLBP
0: LP Long Beach ninety nine point one FM, broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine, and online at klbp.org. dot org.
3: Back then, um, it was absolutely all about anger. Right now, fighting. Period. Because we all fight, like you said, you know. And my fight right now with me personally is my anger Hmm. so in order to keep my anger at bay i just simply read the scripture i just read the proverb a day man just one, <laughs> proverb a day keep the devil away, brother. I So, love so, it. So, it.
2: The, so there must be happening. Something must be happening when you pick up the book and you take a look at it. This or, is the proverb day Bible, just simple Bible. But but something, <laughs> but something's happening to you. Yeah. In yeah. that one proverb, there's there's a transition that you're making within your perspective of the world around you. Can, can you describe that? Yeah, you know the
3: interesting the interesting thing about the proverbs is, uh, you can go to one verse right, like you can just pop it open right. And you know, saying wisdom and knowledge cry out. What was I say that again? One of them is like wisdom and knowledge cry out at their peak or something, right? And I'm like, wisdom and knowledge cry. Out. Oh, yeah, you're right. So let's let's just go outside and think. Imagine yourself outside, right? We have senses. If we take our shoes off, we can feel the earth under us, right? Yes, sir. We can feel the wind blowing. We can smell our environment. There's a whole lot going on. We watch animals. You know, we we see these things. We see these natural things going on, right? (laughs)
2: Wow. You know what? And this, and this bell does not mean the same thing to me as it means to you. You just thank, you just look, you stay you stay you stay in that chair right thank there. Thank you for clarifying that because i did go like oh shit ooh, is it my Oh okay. It's time for me to skip ropes. Time for to get punch <laughs> Yeah, somebody need this? <laughs> no, because because you go, keep going.
3: Yeah, man. And um, uh, like for oop, example, oop. the the, Af- the 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 elephants in Africa, the the their ears are shaped like the continent right Mm -hmm. so little things like that even like um we look at how certain animals move on the ground or grasshoppers and everything just go outside and watch them for a little Mm -hmm. bit and then go back inside and sit like a frog or do this and do that you'll see what type of stretches and all these type of things where these things come from nature and man you know like one of the same almost we we're supposed to be in harmony with what's going on around this us This guy is freaking
2: <laughs>
1: you're in the dow he's in
2: the he's the next he's the next coming man yeah, yeah. he's in that he's he, and it's, it's a, what is he? i mean in your language what's he describing?
1: Well, you're describing the Tao. You you know, we're all, we are a part of nature. And Mm -hmm. so to be in harmony with all elements. Mm -hmm. And you're doing one of the favorite things that I love to do. If I have a quandary, I'm like, oh, let's go observe nature. Yeah. Because the humans, we make all these crazy stuff up. Like, oh, this is the next big trend or whatever. But if I go observe the bears in the woods, Mm -hmm. I start to understand my relationship to the world a lot
2: better. Absolutely. But but, but look what what he's doing. He's He's taking these errant thoughts these old, this old programming and he's transcending it
1: absolutely he's going from the
2: cloud to the sky
1: yeah he's
2: becoming the bigger broader picture of things which allows him to move simply move to the present right and it allows him to put the thoughts away it allows him whatever thoughts it could even be good thoughts negative thoughts but then he has this integral balance between himself and his surroundings absolutely and as a as, as a know, boxer, I, I, I'd
1: imagine it's very important well, as to be a health, present.
2: As a, as a healthy person, <laughs> yeah. that's the relationship. Yeah. Have that harmony between this body and this other body that surrounds us. And then his senses wake up, and then he's like, he's in the moment.
1: Yeah, and I love what you said even about fighting. Like growing up in a hostile environment, how much you learned to survive. Like nature teaches us that mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have to still be present, aware, you know to to see what you need to do right So you wake
2: up you throw that switch you read the thing you become present <laughs> And oh, no, then how no, does that how I does that up, how man. does that how does that serve you in the ring how does that serve you in your workout how does that serve you as far as you having a learning curve how does that to tell us that because for our audience 20 questions. Hey hey listen listen <laughs> well listen to the He's gift like your son but listen to the gift that you're giving our audience
3: now they they getting some
2: knowledge they're getting some knowledge so that Understanding about not just having the book and then reading the book as if, oh, that's my duty, but the experience that you're taking from that wisdom,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and
2: how how are you implementing that into your into your skill set?
3: This is exactly how I'm doing. I got this game right. It's a it's an Xbox game. But just tell y'all this, I don't want to change the. It it's called For Honor. It's a sword fight game. When I put my music on and I'm listening and I'm dancing and I'm having a good time, oh, I'm killing dudes left and right. But the moment, you know, I get mad and really try to get competitive, I start losing. I'm Mm -hmm. like, what is this? This don't make sense. Same thing with the fighting. When I'm in there having fun, I'm whooping ass left and right. The moment I decide to get mad and want to do it, no, it don't work out too well for me. So I understand, like, wow, you know what? Every day I have to... Decide to be happy. I to. I don't care what happens.
2: He's got to decide to be happy. He's just a making choice. a choice to Sorry. be happy. Yeah. He's just making a choice to be happy. Make that choice. Make yeah. that choice. Make Dang it. it! Dang it! Make okay. that choice. Look,
3: check this out. It's
2: raining acid. So you are such a mother family. I can't stand thank it. You. Th- thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's that word again?
3: <laughs> Shafak.
1: It's Shafat.
3: So look, look, <laughs> I'ma teach y'all too. Look, Shalom Shafak. Shalom
1: Shafak. No, yeah. but it's a tremendous look. And look, family. look at all the
2: lessons, look at all the wisdom we're taking from yeah. that from the gift that you're bringing. You throw the throw the switch, I call it a switch. And then once that switch is thrown, now what
3: now what? Ain't no switch, brother. look, I wake up right and I'm like, uh yeah, look, I ain't gonna lie though. First of all, I wake up. I stretch uh some like did these hands. Today. Start out the bed, you know what I'm saying? Somebody gonna get these heads. And I said oh yeah, that's me. Let me go ahead and fight myself this anger up off me. I'm getting this proud. Let me be like, let me go outside and just I got a balcony. So I go on my balcony, you know what I do? I take a nice breath of that fresh air. Even though know, sometimes I wake up at twelve. <laughs> There's cars and shit everywhere. I don't care. I wake up, I go outside now you know i'm a free man this is great oh look at that green tree look at that green tree is that a squirrel is that a dog is that an old lady you can just appreciate you can find anything to appreciate yeah. gratitude gratitude we call that gratitude yeah. old, old school gratitude look growing up miles old, you didn't know nothing about gratitude <laughs> <laughs>
2: well you're arguing that, 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 hey listen listen the sins of the father stop with you
3: you're absolutely right and that's exactly what i did
2: and so, mm-hmm. so you got that. So you're smelling, you seeing the squirrels. You're smelling the trees. You're, yes. you're where you you're present. You're filling up with some gratitude. And now mm-hmm. you go to the gym. Are you bringing that with you? Yes. It looks like you are because yesterday really cool. you were as smug as a bug in a rug when I was at the gym with you.
3: Yeah, man, I bring it to the gym, and you know what it does? It uplifts the area and the people around you. <sighs> you know, I've seen people in my. I, I lived in Long Beach, you know, and not leadership. I, yeah, I, I've seen.
2: Leadership. That's how you. That's how you. That, listen. That. That's. That's. That's real leadership. That yeah. has nothing to do with position. That has nothing to do with money in the bank. I got. You know. I got rich people telling me they're rich and therefore they're qualified. I'm like, look, you're not. You're not qualified just because you're rich. You know what I mean? Well, you got to be able to do what, that gotta happy. do what. You got to do what <laughs> so. you. You would do what you do. Yeah. But the point is, the point. The point I'm trying mm-hmm. to say is that he's he's wealthy beyond beyond words mm-hmm. when he has the ability to enlighten himself bring that enlightenment into a group of everybody young kids men everything and you radiate that internal light in your practice and you lead us into the not to be so like cliche into the promised land but that promised land is what right here right now right here right now this is our opportunity to shine yeah my my brother so
1: question though so can you share with the listener how to get out of the way of themselves because if we know like I know myself and you probably know and oh, all, all you guys know, know oh if I shift my attitude right now if I become grat- grateful right now it'll be beneficial to me and others can you share with the listeners because it sounds like every day you kind of meet a little demon oh of course we all so, do every day so if you can share with the listeners how they <laughs> might get look, out of their way this
3: is how we got to get out of it right now Let me look, everybody. if y'all listen just do this look Close your eyes, go ahead and close them, man and just take a deep breath.
2: Everybody close your eyes, take a deep breath.
3: And look, I don't care. Pat yourself in the back and just uh, rub Speak your arm. Speak into that mic so we can hear you. Pat yourself in the back or rub your arm and say, man, you know, tell yourself, thank you for all the hard work you've been doing and I love you. Go ahead and do that with you mm. Man it, it feels good Your body reacts to it <laughs> yeah. It does Are you like, giving wow. yourself a hug Is that yeah, what you're man, doing you know? Hey
2: everybody yeah. out there That's
3: watching yeah. Give, Give yourself, yourself a big and hug And appreciate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. yourself Thank yourself Thank your body For waking up mm. Thank you for laying down Thank you for not hurting it When you went this. You know We are mm. Living energy Inside these mm. temples
1: Absolutely We only get oh. one Yep Take care of
3: it Appreciate it Take care of it Cherish it I know it's a lot going on in people's life and stuff, but you know, I tell people all the time: enjoy the hurt because it ain't gonna last forever. <laughs> just enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy the yeah. challenge. Enjoy the challenge, man. Because after this shit's done, you are gonna be able to kick your feet back
2: and laugh at it. That's, That's it. So much wisdom in that. That's a. There's a freaking novel and a book in that. There's a novel. There's a novel and a book in that. So beautiful. He just, he just he just gave us he just gave us the path. He showed, us, he showed us how each one of us can find our, uh, our own encouraging. But here, here's the nuance. Here's what makes you a professional. The difference between an amateur and a professional, the amateur goes into with anger, mm-hmm. tries hard, Absolutely. gets knocked out. Professional goes in in harmony with himself, with his competitor within the ring, within mm-hmm. his audience. He has a certain level of harmony so he can have the vision to predict where to go. To gain yes. advantage yeah and not 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 because it's mean but because that's the game exactly and, and, it's a, and it's a game to a professional athlete
3: exactly
2: it's a game and it can never be anything other than that otherwise what we lose mm-hmm. we lose and so that's the difference between an amateur so that little switch that you're talking about that you're we're throwing around and making a little fun of but it's not just the enlightenment of the of the writer it's your understanding that you are pursuing a different state of being something that's going to switch to allow you to see absolutely so you're going from a blind man to a man that can see
3: absolutely
2: and you know what that feels like mm-hmm. so can, can you nuance that what is that what is that feel like I'm blind I'm a blind man mm-hmm. so you you're doing it in a ring I do it. With film or theater or people that are trying to expand their talents, what is that? There's that fine line, man, where you're going from amateur to professional every day.
3: That's where the simple question comes from. Why? Why am I doing this? So you feel good. Yeah. So exactly. I right? You know? What makes me feel good? I have to understand. I have to ask myself. After I have myself I love myself. Now I got to get to know myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got space of oh, time with yourself. Ring brother. your
2: bell, Suzanne. I keep ringing my bell. I keep ringing my bell. Oh, yeah. oh yes. But
1: there's that power of choice again. Because I want to feel good. Mm-hmm. Malcolm, the enlightened teacher. one.
2: Malcolm, the enlightened one. Malcolm, the enlightened He'll one. He'll enlighten you. Send you in there with a, with a white robe on. <laughs> we'll work it out, man. We'll work it out. <laughs> well, listen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for entertaining us and coming in and bringing all that wonderful wisdom. And we'll be seeing you soon. You
0: are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artavani.